I want to make sure warm-ups are intentional, they're planned, but also you're able to read the cues and understand the state of the group and what they need best to prepare themselves for the upcoming football session, which is probably the most important thing. The warm-up needs to take into account what is the session for that day. Hello and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes, sponsored by Prepare Like a Pro. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I host a live monthly episode Q&A for Australian Rules footballers and another one for strength and conditioning coaches. I hope you enjoy this, this interview. Please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Is it better to do a f- to football train after or before gym? Great question, Caitlin, and there's definitely some different philosophies in this, but typically for Australian Rules footballers for the majority of the year, We'll do our lower body strength work, which is what I think that you're referring to, uh, after our work on the field, um, mainly because of priority. So we want to prioritize the football, the tactical, technical side of things over the physical side of things. Uh, so what we know with from a physical development point of view is the change of direction work and the high intensity efforts on the field far outweigh the demands on the body in the gym. So from a uh, risk to benefit ratio from a performance point of view the tactical side of things so making sure that we're cognitively fresh as well as um, from a technical point of view so our ability to execute skills um, we want to do those things first top five physical attributes for an inside midfielder great question Harry I would say uh, developing your aerobic capacity uh, so your ability to be able to handle high volumes of running you know uh, midfielders can typically cover anywhere between 10 and uh, up to 14 k's of, of total distance um, but also you want to be able to be able to do repeat high intensity efforts so um, being able to be recovered enough to be able to produce force quickly so thinking like your first three steps how well you can do that not only in the first quarter but also the fourth quarter so that's where repeat speed sessions are really really important so aerobic capacity repeat speed change of direction ability so make sure you're mobile through the hips and the ankle so you can uh, have fluid change of direction ability and also your technique is sound to change direction laterally that would be the third how often should you do speed and agility training for football this will very much depend on where you are in season off season pre-season chloe Um, but typically uh, in season which is where most footballers are at the moment bflw aflw and the AFL and BFL men's program are all in season. So we'll go with that. Um, so I would say for our speed work, we do speed exposure typically once a week, um, and that's in training, and then you'll get another hit in games. So um, typically just to get exposure to max velocities and a little bit of top-up speed distance, sprint distance, if you didn't get a lot from the game prior, um, and then we keep that topped up just to keep up your chronic exposure um, which is just your week four weekly average um, intact and then some high velocity exposure as well just to keep the body um, prime for this week's game so we'll do that on your main training session what are some of the best methods to preventing hamstring injuries um, what we know with hamstring injuries is as we age you're at higher risk you can't prevent aging of course um, then the, the other likelihood of injury is having a history of hamstring injuries so we want to try and prevent hamstring injuries as best we can. So I love the fact, Sean, that you're asking questions around how to prevent. 
because you are at higher risk as you age and you're also at higher risk as once you've had a hamstring injury. So we want to try and prevent them as best we can. Um, eccentric strength training, the research is strong on this. That's why the Nordic hamstring exercise is very popular. If you don't know what that is, just search it. Uh, hamstring injury prevention playlist on our YouTube channel. We've got the Nordic exercise demonstration on there, both Nordic and weighted Nordics. Really good way to isolate the uh, eccentric portion of basically lengthening our hamstrings under load. Why warm-ups need to be intentional, engaging and effective. And these are some of the key areas that I focus on and almost some rules that I stick to when I'm planning my warm-ups. And that's the first one. I want to make sure warm-ups are intentional, they're planned, but also you're able to read the cues and understand the state of the group and what they need best to prepare themselves for the upcoming football session, which is probably the most important thing. The warm-up needs to take into account what is the session for that day. Is it our main football session? Is it more our craft fundamental recovery session? So understanding what's ahead for the athlete so you can prepare the group for that. Um, we want to make sure that we're also having some fun uh, and that the athletes are enjoying themselves, they're engaged. So some tips and tricks around that is including games like touch rugby, uh, soccer, dodgeball, uh, these reactive competitive games that are different to football. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game game changes whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, 
Yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's if you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.